Monday night employment hour is back. Dave Vaughn here from the firm, as always, on Mondays, doing the show, taking the phone calls, answering the questions. And uh, any time now, by the way, you just told me, expecting father. Nice. Congrats, pal. Look Thank at you. you. Thank like a little you. nervous there, son. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty <laughs> nervous. <laughs> it is good times, brother. It is good times ahead for sure. So hopefully uh, sooner or later you'll be, uh, you'll be a dad. So you're going to play hockey with the boys after this, have a couple wobbly pops. <laughs> yeah, I'll stay off the uh, wobbly pops. <laughs> Those days pops, will be over but, soon, eh, uh, Space yeah. Man? <laughs> yeah, it's all over, buddy. Yeah, I know. It's okay. It's worth I've it. accepted it. So. Of course you have. Lots to get through here today. Again, uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots of phone calls. Bring them on, answering your employment questions. You have severance questions. You just lost your job. You think it might be coming around the pike. You don't know. Uh, Give us a call. Dave is here to answer that. As always, we get to uh, the week that was first. How was it? Oh, it was a good week. Good week, John. Yeah, Uh, A couple uh, interesting ones uh, I'd like to share. Uh, First one was a uh, settled a case with a uh, 10-year employee, sales rep, 54 years old. And the employee was actually offered 12 months of uh, of severance pay as a salary continuation. Uh, which is a, quite a good offer for this individual. But uh, the uh, the key here was that he was only offered base salary. And uh, base salary uh, only, uh, you know, only amounted to about 60% of his uh, overall compensation because he's a sales uh, sales rep. Mm-hmm. So uh, while it looked like a fair offer, it was uh, really only about, uh, you know, 60% of what it should have been. So we got uh, got involved, contacted the company, and uh, were able to uh, convince them based on the case law and just... Uh, you know the uh, the the applicable principles that uh, he should get full compensation during the notice period. So the company's big thing was well, we have this policy that says if we let you go, we only give base salary, and uh, those policies aren't generally enforceable, especially if uh, the commissions uh, or bonus payments amount to you know forty percent of your overall compensation. Right. They could say what they like, but the laws are the laws. Right? That's right. Yeah. Right. So uh, we were able to settle the case based on we didn't increase the months because it was actually a fair offer the months. Mm-hmm. But uh, we increased it uh, by including the commissions, which was, uh, again, a a 40% increase. So uh, the lesson here is uh, make sure the severance package is full compensation. Because a lot of times, a lot of companies will will present a severance package for you and tell you, you know, this is six months. However, it's not six months because it's only your base salary. It should include benefits, RSP contributions, pension, bonus, commissions, everything you earn, car allowance. I was going to say that. What other components are in there for anyone listening who's in sales? If they get a car allowance, that should be part of it, right? It should be It should be all components of compensation. Absolutely. So their uh, their sales, uh, your compensation might not be it – might, it might change from month to month, year to year. How do you get that number? Yeah, so that's a huge issue uh, we come up with, right. we see. And, uh, you know, sometimes people are let go because maybe their sales have decreased over mm-hmm. the last couple months or, or years or uh, maybe the company's not doing as well. And uh, generally speaking, we'll look at the last three years to get a pattern. Uh, you don't just look at the one year, the most recent year. You don't look at the last uh, recent couple months. Right. Uh, but uh, the general rule would be to look at three years. Uh, if there's an anomaly in there, uh, so a really good year or a really bad year, maybe you'll go to five uh, just to see, uh, okay. just to you get take an average accurate. Kind of? Yeah, exactly. And uh, the whole purpose of severance pay is the person should be put in the same position uh, had they continued to work for right. that severance period. Right. So if it's 12 months, should be as if you worked that time. So you should have every opportunity uh, to uh, to earn the compensation you would have earned had you worked. Because if that, you know, if this sales representative had worked for t- another year, he would have earned those commissions. Right. Right. So what else you got going on? Uh, another one is a, uh, a long service uh, employee at a very small company and the company had about uh, 15 employees. He was there for 21 years. They let him go, gave him eight weeks termination pay. Week. Yeah, and they told him that was all he gets. 
uh, because their uh, their payroll is not two and a half million, right. so there's no severance pay. He Googled it, looked it up on the internet, and uh, seemed to confirm what his boss had said. That's all he gets. Gave us a call, and uh, you know we spoke with smart him and, move, and, and told him that uh, you know under the ESA, the Employment Standards Act, that's true, but he's entitled to common law termination pay as well, severance pay. And uh, for this individual, it was uh, right around 18 months. So uh, we were able to resolve that at a mediation. So why would people automatically, why, why is it, what's the two and a half million, where does that come into play? So under the Employment Standards Act, there's some certain minimum standards that employees uh, are entitled to. And uh, every employee is entitled to, uh, who's governed by the Employment Standards Act, is entitled to eight weeks of uh, or termination pay as, at a maximum. Okay. Uh, and it's basically a week per year of service. And then if the employer has a payroll of over $2.5 million and the employee has five years of service or more, they get an additional week per year of service up to 26 weeks. Okay. But that's just under the Employment Standards Act. So there's nothing, there was nothing in this individual's contract that limited, limited him to just the Employment Standards Act. So he got common law severance pay, um, which, was into, which was right around 18 months. So surprise for eyes for that, uh, for that company. Yeah, it's a tough one for, uh, especially for smaller companies, right? Mm-hmm. You've had this uh, this gentleman there for quite a long time, but um, you know, a smaller company doesn't always have the money, doesn't always have the reserves to pay someone eight, sure. you know, a year and a half's worth of pay. So if you're an employer, uh, the way to deal with that in that situation is to give uh, working notice of termination. So they could have given him a year and a half's worth of notice of termination, and that would count. Or have something at the outset when they had his employment contract limiting his severance, if it ever came down the pike, right? Yeah, that's true. If they're hiring yeah. new employees yeah. and dealing with that, or if they're promoting someone within, they can get them to sign a uh, you know an employment contract that limits their termination entitlements. But in terms of this individual, it's it's tough to look back, uh, you know, twenty years down yeah. the, uh, back. But what they could have done is given work and notice of termination. So say in a year and a half, you're done. You're done. Take this time, look for work. We'll give you the, you know, we'll give you a reference letter. We'll uh, give you some time off when you need it to look for work, and uh, that's what they uh, could have done to avoid this. We'll take a, a short break. Just getting warmed up. The Monday night edition of the Employment Hour, right here, Talk Radio AM six forty. Employment Hour. Your phone calls always top priority. Big Tom, opening call. How are you, pal? Hey, Tom. How are you? Good, man. What's up with you? Good, good. Hey, um. I'm just wondering, uh, the company that I work for, that I work for, um, offers benefits and everybody in the company has the same benefits. And now they're looking at introducing uh, long-term disability and they haven't, well, actually they haven't asked, they've just, um, pushed it through and they're taking that money right off everybody's check. Um, and I was just wondering if, uh, if they would need consent for something like that. So what type of uh, fee are they charging there for the uh, LTD premiums? Um, well, I mean, you know, 900 bucks a year kind of thing. Yeah, okay. So in most cases, the uh, the employer will have in their benefits policy or in your contract uh, the right to um, to change the benefits plan. Okay. And if that involves, you know, small increases in the price, that would be okay in the cost. Right. Okay. So uh, and even if they didn't have that language... Uh, the issue becomes, you know, is it, you know, is nine hundred dollars enough to to do something about mm-hmm. annually? And the, the the answer is probably no, right? Um, okay. But in any event, what I would do if you don't want to be part of the policy, I was I would ask about opting out or or the possibility of it. Yeah, no, the um, it was uh, everybody had to be the the current benefit program. We don't pay anything; it's covered by the employer, right? Um, so I just wasn't in for I wasn't sure because. We already have benefits. If this was inferred because we have benefits, then changes to those benefits are 
you know. Yeah, they can usually make you know reasonable changes to the benefits policy uh, that don't okay. that aren't too uh, detrimental or uh, you know causing you too much of a loss in in annual compensation. Uh, right. I don't think nine hundred dollars a year would uh, you know would be enough to uh, you know basically say that your employment's been. Are you paying the the full LTD, uh, Tom, or just part of it? The whole thing, yeah. Oh. The whole well, nut. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good part of it is if you use it, it won't be taxed because you paid into it fully, right? So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I think that was the idea. I yep. was just trying to understand if that was on site or mm-hmm. or what that was. So. Yeah, it's probably not a uh, problem for them. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Uh, appreciate the uh, appreciate the call, Tom Kelly. Good evening. Hi. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. Well, I've been working for a company for nine years. And it's come to my attention within like two weeks ago that I'm actually being paid under somebody that's starting to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I'm being paid less than the beginning wage. And I've been there for nine years. And they, they are stressing to me that we could be terminated for discussing our wages. And I've asked for an increase several times and they keep telling me no. See, the, the company was owned by a company and that's when I was hired and then we were bought out. Same jobs remain the same, but now it's under another company. So people that are getting hired now are making more money than me. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, frustrating, but they have absolutely they have the right to do that. Unfortunately, really, so, yeah. So they have no obligation to give you an increase in in salary or wage, uh, and they can hire people uh, and and pay them more. They can you know give the person who works with you more money, uh, a raise, and not you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have every right to do that. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot you can do about it. Uh, the best thing to do is if they're not going to give you a raise and they're not appreciating you, uh, is start to look elsewhere because it doesn't seem like a very nice place to work. They're not, you know, rewarding your loyalty or uh, or, or you know increasing yeah, your pay at all. It works right now to increase increase my pay, but uh, so even though it's in our contract that we signed that we're not allowed to discuss wages, is that the law? You can. Uh, I mean, you can discuss the your wages with people. Um, I, I don't think that you're going to get, get terminated, terminated for, for cause. Yeah, that wouldn't be enough to rise to no, cause, would it? No, that wouldn't be cause for termination. Okay. So in other words, if they do it, that could be a wrongful dismissal, which, in which case she doesn't want to quit. She wants to wait and, and or if that happens, right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, they're telling me that they're working on it and trying to get it rectified. But so it sounds like they are going to increase your wage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's been two more weeks and they haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would keep pressuring them a bit and uh you know, if they don't do it at this point, uh it sounds like you you may want to start looking for another job that uh, appreciates oh, I'm you. I'm already more. doing that. <laughs> yeah, well Kelly, you know, if it comes down to they uh, they do end up letting you go, you want to give uh you want to give David Lee your call. Here's the number 1855-821-5900. 1855-821-5900 if that uh ends up happening before or if you don't get that uh, raise you were hoping for. We'll take a quick break. Phone calls, lots uh, lots of phone lines are open for your uh your opinions, your questions. Dave's here at 8 o'clock, of course, a Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. Get your questions asked here. you got a severance offer in front of you, something you've always wondered about your job or lack thereof. Give us a call. Dave uh, Vaughn here to answer your questions till 8 o'clock on the lines. By the way, severancepaycalculator.com. Anytime you want to check that out, you can have it for your uh, tablet, your cell phone. It takes about 30 seconds to find out what your actual compensation should be in the event that you uh, you do get let go. It's uh, Nick here. Hi, Nick. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? Good, man. What's uh, what's your concern? Um, well, I'm calling on behalf of someone mostly. Um, so, uh, my friend he owns a, a brokership or a franchise ship, and uh, one of his employees uh, didn't want to do do a job because it was unsafe, which is fine. And uh, my or the employer agreed and said, "Okay, it's, it's not safe." 
but the uh, franchise owner ended up terminating him and the employee. And uh, I was just wondering because, like, it was a health and safety concern. What is the recourse for that, or what is something he can do? Yeah. So for the uh, the employee, uh, that's a wrongful dismissal. You and uh, you can't be terminated for refusing to uh, you know to do yeah. work that's unsafe. So you know there's there's also an issue there in terms of the Occupational Health and Safety Act. Yeah. So uh, the employer's violated the Occupation Occupational Health and Safety Act and um, has terminated the employee uh, employee without uh, notice or termination right. pay. It sounds like right. Yep. Was no, the employee because... given anything? Any termination pay? No. Uh, well. F- the way it works is, uh, I guess it's a brokership or a franchisee, okay. and uh, the franchise owner, um, I guess, fired him, so his branch of the franchise, because of the employee's action. Okay, so there's a there's someone that own that owns a business and they have franchisees. Yeah. Okay. And, and they fired the franchisee because of so one they, of the franchise employees. Yeah. Okay, so they terminated the the franchise also. relationship. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Because of the actions of the employee who. Thought uh, or did something? We didn't want to do something because it was unsafe. So basically, okay. two guys out of job. Right. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so it'll depend on um, w- the the recourse that the franchisee has uh, will depend on the you know the relationship with that uh, with the person who owns that business, uh, and it may okay. be more of a franchise issue. I'm wondering though if uh, that person could be an employee or uh, a dependent contractor, an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, like, did did he work? Like, what was the relationship like? What kind of work was it? Uh, it was more like uh, more like patient transfers, so like dealing with people, taking them home, and whatnot. It's kind of like a taxi company, except uh, it's more of a ambulance service. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So it, you know, it sounds like it's a uh, there's a, a couple issues here. Is the one is the fran- the you know the, whoever's the fran- has the franchise uh, may have some recourse against that person who terminated the relationship, and then the employee right. as well. Uh, so I would okay. tell both of them to uh, to give us a call and see what we can do. Sure, no problem. Okay. All right, Nick, here's the, uh, here's the number, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Uh, Johnny, good evening. How you doing? Good, man. What's, uh, what's up with you? Uh, well, I, um, I'm with the same company for um, 12, 13 years now. Um, recently, I've been contacted by a couple of uh, headhunter-type mm-hmm. people, and um, I'm you know, going for some interviews, but I'm wondering to myself, what happens to basically, uh, like, in case I take a new job and um, it doesn't work out, is there any anything that I could do about the severance that I've built up from my previous job since I'm being scouted or, or like, you know, uh, uh, headhunted, basically? Yeah, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. It's something to uh, to be, you know, concerned about for sure because – so right now you've been there for 12, 13 years. If you get let go, uh, your entitlements are going to be based on that full 12, 13 years of service. You get you know somewhere between probably uh, 12 and uh, 15 or 16 months, depending on your uh, your position and your age. Um, right. and the problem is if you leave that company and go to the new company, uh, even though you were recruited, um, you may not gain, you may not keep all of that service for the purposes of, uh, you know, for, of severance and what to look out for is if they have a contract that you sign that um, has a probationary clause or has a termination clause, there's going to be a strong argument that you weren't you know, recruited or induced so that they're not going to actually consider that previous, uh, previous service. Okay. So they, they provide, uh, let's just hypothetically say 
Um, I go for uh, an interview. Um, I like the job. Uh, they offer me the job. I accept the job. Yep. They offer me this contract. Then it's something that I, I guess I could take to a lawyer to to look at before I sign. Yep. And I guess I could decide to negotiate that as well, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we uh, review contracts like that all the time, and uh, one of the uh, you know one of the aspects I uh, I always address is. If you're not going to get express recognition of that previous service, and most employers aren't going to recognize your previous service with another employer, right? Uh, right. That's just not something they're going to do. But at least you can build in a, a termination clause that's fair to you. So, right. so that says, you know, if they do let you go at any time, they're going to, you know, the employer will give you, you know, six months pay um, or notice uh, plus a month per year of service, something like that. Okay. So at least you can build in to the, to the contract um, a, a, a nice severance package that uh, recognizes at least some of that previous service. It, sh- it shouldn't be that tough, Johnny. I mean, he's, they, they're coming after, they're recruiting him. They're going after him. I mean, a probationary period is right off the contract right away. You already know what I do. Your company. Why would you put me on? Why would I accept a probation period when I'm being induced to come to your company? Right. I wouldn't accept that right away. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you have all the leverage here. Right? Course, absolutely. If you're right. unemployed, and that's when uh, people do sign contracts went with probationary clauses and termination clauses yeah. and whatnot, non-competes is they need that job, right? Or Johnny, in your situation, it sounds like you're doing really well. You've been there for 12, 13 years. So I would definitely be careful before, before jumping over to a new place and make sure that uh, you, uh, you negotiate uh, some fair terms in terms of severance, um, you know, get rid of that probationary clause. Have you or Lior look at it. Yeah, plain, that's plain right. And simple, and, uh, right. Allow us to uh, assist you in that negotiation process because you do have the leverage here. Awesome. Thanks, right. guys. No Thanks, worries, Johnny. Johnny. That number, 1-855-821-5900. We'll take another quick one, I guess, just before we break. Slide you in there. Hey, Jason, how are you? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. What is your story? Uh, well, my wife just received her letter uh, of termination. We knew it was coming. Um, I don't want to get into the long sort of story, but in the letter it states that she is only entitled to one week as per the, uh, as per the Employment Standards Act. Mm-hmm. And it says something like that's in her contract. Now, can they actually use the Employment Standards Act in that in that way? Like they're quoting that's where it comes from. That's based on her severance. So, so how long has she long? been there? One year? Two and a half years. Okay, so that can't be right uh, if right. she's been there for that long. And in any event, um, you know, unless the contract has a very effective termination clause, which most don't. Right. Uh, that she's not going to be limited to the Employment Standards Act minimums, which would be two weeks. In her Has case. she signed anything yet, uh, Jason? No. She's Good. supposed to be getting the paperwork. I've already called about this situation. That's why I say it's a long sort of story. I've already mm-hmm. spoke to someone in uh, uh, in this office regarding okay, this matter. And they've told me to call back when the, the, the second termination is because she's been good. terminated twice from the same place. So, so when was she terminated? When was the first termination? Uh, back in February. Her, her location was supposed to be taken over by another business. And okay. then that deal fell through. So the owner said, we'll just take you back and try to build the business again. We now know that it was just him waiting out time to find somebody else to take over the business. So now got it's it. happening to her again. So when's so she now, getting the new termination letter? She got it today. Okay. So then give us a call, Jason. Yeah. Uh, what's her, how, how old is she? She's 38. 38. She's been there for two and a half years. And what yeah. was her job? She was director of aesthetics. Okay. So um, she could get somewhere in the range of three to six months pay. Mm-hmm. 
Right, that's what your calculator said. That's why I'm definitely right. calling you back because I don't like yeah, what yeah. They, I don't I don't like what they did to her, and they're going to pay for it. Yeah, it if doesn't they, sound if, right. Legal. No, doesn't sound right. Sounds like a wrongful dismissal, Jason. Yep, Jason, give us a call. Yep, call that number and kudos for using the calculator. Very smart. Severancepaycalculator.com is what Jason was referring to. Check it out yourself as we go to break. Back with more, Dave, and uh, your phone calls as well. Monday night, we're back here Wednesday night, as you know, the employment hour at seven o'clock, and the weekend editions as well. I want to talk to Dave here for the next uh, twenty-five minutes or so. Get your Questions answered. Lisa, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm fine. How are you today? Good. What's uh, what's your concern? My concern is this. I um, changed jobs at the beginning of the year, and I went, the job I had before, I was working there for 16 years. I took on another job in a different industry. When I was there, after three or four months, they asked me to sign a contract. And stated in the contract, they said they can fire us at the end of a certain period of time if they feel that we weren't successful enough in doing the job that we were supposed to be doing. And it's an American company. And I kind of said, you can't do that here in Canada. You can't fire people, um, you know, on that basis without giving them some sort of severance or written notice or something like that. And they said, oh, yeah, we can. So I don't understand. Can they do that? Did, no. Yeah, did cannot. you when you signed that contract, did, did you get anything for it? What do you mean? Did, you, did they give you a bonus or increased pay, anything? No. Huh. No, it's just part of the basic contract. Weak. And so when did you sign it? How many months in? Um, three months in. Okay. And, and you it's were... kind of funny because they hired somebody else for a job, and they only hired her. She came in, and she had a lot of experience, and they didn't feel that she worked out, and they fired her before the three months, which I know they can do that. You can fire somebody before the three months. But it's kind of concerning to me is like, okay, if they don't feel that we did a good enough job, by a certain period of time, they can. They said they can terminate us. Well, I can tell you, Lisa, that that contract and whatever is contained in it is not going to be enforceable. Okay. Okay. So if there is some type of a provision that says they can let you go, um, you know, within a certain amount of time, or you know, with only a limited amount of pay, that's not going to be enforceable. You get your full common law entitlements. And uh, were you recruited from this other company? When you say how like they came to me and looked for me? Yeah. No, no. no. Okay. I went and I looked for a new job, and I just wanted to be. Got it. Yeah. I would say I'm an older worker, and I was working in my other job for 16 years. I just felt, you know what, I needed a change, and I right. just wanted to see um, if I could possibly make it out there. You know what I mean? Because sure. when yeah, you're definitely. older, you stay at a job for a long period of time. You feel like, oh, I'm going to have to retire here, and it's like, no, I didn't feel that way. I felt I can do more and, and, and do other things besides what I was doing before. And I succeeded, and I uh, surpassed the three months. But I'm getting a little bit leery with these guys because, you know, when they told me to sign this contract, and they didn't want to, and I held off the longest time, and they said I had to sign it, well, I had to sign it because I need a job, right? Yeah, that's fair. And uh, But, I mean, thankfully, if they didn't give you a bonus or uh, a raise in pay or anything like that, uh, whatever's in there is not going to be enforceable in terms of limiting now, your employment they uh, entitlements. They said also in the contract that at the end, if they decide to terminate, say, for example, if I decide to leave and I work for, like, say, eight or nine months and I bring in all this business, they said they don't have the right to pay me out until I work. I have to work a full year. Yeah, so that's not going to be enforceable, Lisa. So your your entitlements are just determined by the common law. So uh, we look at your age, your years of service, and position. And an American company still has to abide by Canadian labor laws. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And that is a, a common misconception, yep. is uh, especially with some smaller American companies that start doing business here, as they think they can uh, apply U.S. labor laws and just let people go whenever they want. Um, well, that's what I said. You can't do that here. They, they can't, that's... Lisa. So you don't. You have nothing to worry about. That doesn't mean they won't try to do it. 
uh, but they would be wrong, and uh, you you do have rights under the law. So uh, I wouldn't worry about I gotta that. Keep a, I got to keep a copy of that contract. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Keep it, and uh, Lisa, moving forward, uh, before you sign anything, um, you know, give us a call and, and have us review it for you. So don't okay. sign these a contract. If they put another contract in front of you. Uh, maybe they'll get, they'll get it right next time, and they'll give you a bonus or something, and then there's not a lot we could do after the fact. Right. Well, they're saying to me I can't get a bonus. If I leave, I can't get my bonus money. Well, that's likely not true either, especially apparently this contract was signed without any consideration. You didn't receive anything for it, right? So everything in it is unenforceable in terms of limiting you, okay? They would have had to send that, had you signed that before you walked through the door to start employment, basically. They would have, yeah. Right? yeah. Prior to the prior to accepting and starting employment, yeah, uh, they need to present in. that. Yeah. Um, what happened is they probably uh, probably you know, got legal advice and said, you know, you should, if you're hiring all these people, you should uh, have them sign these. Have them sign something. And a lot of companies just, uh, they try to force the issue. Right. And they just, uh, they have people sign it where uh, the appropriate way to do it, if you're already in that situation, so you already have employees and you've already hired people, is to give some type of a signing bonus. Gotta throw them a bone, man. Or a salary to. increase. Yep. And uh, that's the, the appropriate way to do it. one 821 5900 Lisa, if you need that number, one 821 5900 Write it down in case it all comes down the way you think it will. We'll take another short break here. Doug, good evening. How you doing? Good. Hey, Thanks, um, man. I'm calling the regard that last caller about the signing bonus. Mm-hmm. We get a, well, I get a substantial bonus every year for Christmas. And they've made us sign these contracts, but I've never read anything. So I was wondering if that would count. So what, every time you receive the bonus, you sign something? A new contract or it just happened once? No, I've signed this contract twice now. After two years of starting there. Yeah. And then it was maybe a year and a half after that again. But every year since I've worked there, I've been there, what, nine years now, and they've given us a, a nice Christmas bonus every, like a very nice Christmas bonus. Right. So, so I'm just wondering, does that count? Doug, does the, does the first of all, I'll get to that part of it, but does the contract say anything about termination? Uh, not that I can remember, honestly. I'd ha- I got to read it again. It's been so long. Definitely go take a look at it just to be safe. Um, and uh, before you sign anything else, make sure you... Uh, you read it and have it reviewed. If that was, if you're getting an annual, back to the question, if you're getting an annual bonus and it's a Christmas bonus that you get every year, or if it's a bonus you earned throughout the year, it's not a signing. It's bonus. not a signing bonus. It's not a. It's not a raise. It's just something you've already accrued. It was something that was expected. Uh, no, they, it's basically a cash, but they give us a nice, yeah, it's a cash bonus every Christmas. It's, it's it's very substantial. Right. So if if that's the case and they would have always given it to you, you would have essentially got it regardless of signing, then that's not going to be sufficient consideration. If no, we look back throughout hard. the nine years and you got you you got one of these, you know, the la- every year, even the last, you know, four or five years, then all of a sudden in, uh, next year they make you sign something saying that you uh, give up all your common law termination entitlements. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be enforceable. Uh, no, so that's a good thing for you, that, Doug. That's a good thing, first, right? Yeah, well, that, no, at first when we signed these contracts, they kind of pushed it in our face all the time. It was more for hours, trying to get us to work more hours than they could. We were signed for you work 16 hours every day. Mm-hmm. But it, it was, and they always threw it in our face, you know, you got to work these hours because you signed the contract, you know. Right. And have you been working those hours, the increased hours? Oh, no, 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 no. I okay. pushed to where I basically doing my, I like my 50 hours a week and that's good. And That's a lot of, a lot of work. So, uh, yeah, I would, uh, wouldn't work much more than that if I were you. Smoke team. Yeah. We got guys that are working, some of them working 80 hours a week. Oh, well. 
So, uh, Doug, I, I think the uh, the key here is if it's it's a you know an annual bonus, uh, an annual Christmas bonus that you're going to get anyways, uh, it's probably not enforceable, and, or it's probably not consideration such that uh, the contract's probably not enforceable, or, or you'd have some good arguments against it being enforceable if it contains the, you know a negative uh, you know negative provisions for, about, uh, for your termination. Okay. Well, I'm just asking a question. I have no hard qualms with the work or anything. I like right. what I'm doing. And, yeah, just, absolutely. You know, I was interested. That's all. Yep, good call. That's that's why yeah. that's why you do to make the call. And if something yeah. does uh, you know happen or you have any other questions, you can uh, you can call the guys one eight five five eight two one. 5,900 anytime. Give me some details. I know we talked about it a few times already tonight, but the uh, severance pay calculator. Yeah, the severance pay calculator. One of our uh, callers uh, actually uh, cited it first, nice. right? And nice. uh, so that was helpful. So you go on to the uh, the calculator and you type in your uh, your age, years of service, and your position, and it'll give you a range of severance that you're going right. to be entitled to. And uh, it's important, uh, you know, that gives you a good idea, but it's always important to give us a call as well because there could be uh, specific factors unique to the situation uh, that actually increase the severance or decrease it. Uh, some of those would be, uh, you know, the availability of similar work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're in a very niche or unique industry sure. uh, that's, uh, you know, the going down or uh, not hiring or, you know, struggling, that could actually increase the severance package because you're going to be competing with a lot of other employees for similar jobs. We'll get to uh, Rajiv uh, quickly before we take a break. How are you, pal? I'm doing good, thank you. Good. What's your concern? Uh, no, my company is an outsourced IT company. And currently, my uh, management seems to be moving away from the, like, we have two teams, in Mon- one in Montreal and one in Ontario. They're more concerning on the Montreal team, and they're trying to let go of the Ontario team. But they're trying to let go in the sense where our team members are being put into different places, where your scope of growing within the company is being very limited. So I find it as if that the company is trying to uh, eliminate us. By say if we say no to this offer, that we would be fired. So I'm wondering, is there a legal case here that I could pursue, or is it I have just suck it up and just go ahead? With that's a great question. Very are they physically trying to move you a different location? You mean? Uh, yes, actually, that's correct. Where okay. are they trying to move you? Uh, now, currently, I work from home, but they are pushing me to go to the uh, the client site, where my contract doesn't say that I need to go like that. Have you ever Have you ever gone to the site before? Yes, I have, but only Sorry. for project work. Right, so you've never regularly gone to a, a site to work, right? No, no, no. Okay, and how long have you been at this company? Uh, now I'm reaching three years now. Three years, okay. So if, if there's no contract, uh, you know, contractual terms saying that uh, you have to uh, go to the site or, you know, come into an office, and you've always worked from home other than, you know, specific site visits, uh, yeah. that would be a, uh, you know, a significant change to your, uh, you know, the terms of employment. And uh, you likely do not have to accept that, and it, it could be a constructive dismissal if they try to enforce that, uh, enforce that, or force you to do that. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Uh, before making any decisions, though, give us a call because uh, yeah. it's important to proceed uh, carefully because there's a good chance if you handle it correctly, uh, you can act. They'll actually end up terminating the employment relationship right. and and offering you severance. So, we'll get to uh, more of your calls. We have got some open lines here. Uh, last few minutes uh, for this hour, Monday night edition, the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM six forty. Last few minutes here, Dave Vaughn from the firm doing the Monday night show. Your calls as always, Maz. Hello. Hi. Hi, Mario. What's uh, what's going on with you? Um, okay, I have a few questions. I hope I can get some guidance from you. So okay, I've worked course. for my yeah, I worked in my husband's business for like twenty eight years. And um, he hasn't paid me for the last year and a half. Um, uh, so um, I keep on asking him, but he says you've used up the money, so he hasn't paid me. 
but he's uh, declaring it to CRA. Uh, also, um, he assaulted me three years ago. There's domestic abuse. And if I wanted to go for constructive dismissal, do I have to go to the police first, or can I just ask for constructive dismissal on the basis of physical abuse? And then secondly, I'm also a shareholder in his corporation with my two children, and he's declaring dividends, but he uh, he says we've used up the money, uh, but we haven't used up all of the money for income splitting. So what can you offer me in terms of guidance? Okay. So are you and your husband still together? Are you still in a relationship? Uh, no. Okay. So uh, you're separated or divorced? Uh, we are neither right now. Um, we're trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out how I can do this to my okay. my best. Um, yeah, I got advantage. it. So yeah. regardless of what, you know, the relationship, uh, whether you are married or anything uh, or still yeah. are, um, yeah. if, it, if you're an employee of his, uh, yeah. his company, you're entitled to severance pay based on the 28 years of service. Could be up to two years, I guess, right? Yeah, it could. Yeah. And... Um, you know, there's also, you, you need to act quickly, though, because, it, I mean, he hasn't paid you in a year and a half, so that's obviously an yeah. issue, too. You want to get that pay. So uh, I would act very quickly on this, uh, oh, okay. at least um, to uh, start the claim and start the process, the wrongful dismissal action, uh, because you're running out of time in terms of that year and a half's worth of pay, those accrued wages. So uh, my severance pay would be based on constructive dismissal on the basis of physical assault? Well, and the fact that he hasn't paid you. Oh, okay, so I don't have to get the physical assault into the situation if I don't want to, just that he hasn't paid me that if would I can be separate, pay. No. Okay. Yeah, so I mean that's that's an issue you have to deal with in terms of uh it sounds like it could be a you know an issue. That's not an employment matter. You're basing this on years of service yeah. or agent or and her job. Yeah, right? and the fact yeah. that she hasn't been paid in the last year and a half, that that could easily be constructive dismissal. So oh, um you okay, should Okay, that makes it easier for me mm-hmm. because I got other things to deal with right now. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So if I can do that, that would be great. Just on the basis of the fact that he hasn't paid me, I've been emailing him constantly to say I need to be paid. I've Absolutely. Okay. Uh, also, like the shareholder thing, does that involve employment law or that's something different? It's, I mean, it, it depends on uh, what aspect of it. it you know, if you're, uh, I mean, if you're suing your, the company based on the wrongful dismissal and you're a shareholder, uh, it, it's a tricky situation. But uh, you, know, you shouldn't let that stop you from pursuing this. Uh, 28 years of service. Maz, I'll uh, wrap it up with a phone number you need to call, and I'm talking soon. It is 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Email is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And to figure out that severance, like we have several times on the show, severancepaycalculator.com. Done until Wednesday night. Back here at 7 o'clock with Lior, the Employment Hour and Talk Radio, AM 640.